And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. This is episode 216, and I am one of your two co-hosts, Tom Hunyadi, and you may know me from my other show, Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast. And with me, as always, I'm joined by my partner, Crime, a backwards traveler. He is Andy Nichols. Andy, my friend, it's another another show day. Another show day, and I think uh, we, we tapped on a popular kind of format with our a show yeah. we did recently, so we're gonna we chose to do it again today. But good to see you, partner, and happy to be back for and blessed here for another episode. Right. So today we're gonna go back to 1997 for the In the World Tonight uh, video. Now, yeah, there it is. I was just gonna ask if you had the the DVD or the VHS, um, maybe even the Laserdisc. Um, no. But anyways. Uh, this was released in 1997. This was part of the Flaming Pie box set, right? Um, yeah, but what version was it? Too. Was the yeah, yeah. was the 55 minute? Because there's two there's two different lengths on this special. Apparently, there was a 55 minute, and then there was a uh, 73 minute. Um, so the one program. that got the official home release is 55 minutes. Okay. So the one that we're going to be watching, though, on YouTube, I think that's the longer cut. That's the one that's going to have the uh, the town hall meeting uh, stuff in it. Correct, which is why, yeah, it was a little bit longer. This is the full, right. that's the, that's, that one's an hour, and, you know, but just about an hour long. Only because yeah, it's, it's got the five or six minutes of the town hall, the town, the, uh, the town square right. meeting with Mr. John Fugel saying. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. But before we get to that, there oh, is yeah. a little bit of news. And Andy, what are, what's... Uh, uh, Paul's getting back into the pod- podcasting world. Yeah, here. this this past week it was announced that we're going to get a podcast dropped um, once a week, and the official press release um, dropped. Um, let's see, it's a podcast between um, Paul and Paul Mor- Muldoon. I'll say that right, the right. guy that he collaborated with to do the lyrics book, released by um, Pushkin or published by Pushkin. Um, and the, the press release says, Paul is teaming up again with, with poet Paul Muldoon, his collaborator on the number one bestseller, The Lyrics, 1956 to the present. This time, Paul will invite his listeners into his creative process with a new podcast co-produced by Pushkin Industries and iHeart Podcast out September 20th, 2023. McCartney, A Life in Lyrics is a combination masterclass, memoir, and improvised journey improvised journey with one of the most beloved figures in pop music with each episode focusing on one song from paul's iconic catalog spanning early beatles work throughout his solo work the podcast often offers listeners an unrivaled opportunity to sit on these conversations between mccartney and muldoon where they dissect the people experiences and art that inspired paul's songwriting the stories are richly interwoven with contemporary music and soundscapes providing a revelatory a revelatory and entertaining window into a true creative genius Quote, when we listened back to the tapes, we realized there was something very special happening in these conversations, Muldoon explains in the prologue episode, which is now out. Uh, it was McCartney unfiltered. And quote, season one of the podcast, in that traditional podcast vein, features 12 episodes that will include timeless favorites like Eleanor Rigby, Back in the USSR, Let It Be, When Winter Comes, nice one, Penny Lane, Uncle Albert, right. Here Today, Live and Let Die, Magical Mystery Tour, Jenny Wren, Too Many People, and Helter Skelter. Look for a new episode landing each week or binge the first season immediately at the release of the uh, Pushkin Plus subscription. 
McCartney and Muldoon have previously collaborated with great success in the number one New York Times bestseller, The Lyrics, 1956 to the present, which provided the genesis of more than 50 hours of recorded conversations. The Lyrics will be released in paperback edition, as if one two versions weren't enough already, on November 7th, mm -hmm. 2023, <laughs> with additional new chapters. <laughs> yes, that's so, right. Yeah, So uh, that'll be cool. And hey, what song did we not hear in that list that we didn't really care about yesterday, right? <laughs> We don't need right. a podcast on yesterday. <laughs> we do not. We do not. And uh, this was going to be dropped in September, right? September 20th, yes. Okay, I wonder if this is going to be right around the same time as the supposed, you know, last Beatle track that we're going to be getting as well. Yeah, because that, that, that has a September release date rumored as well. Right. So this will be interesting uh, to find out. It's picking up a little bit. I mean, listen, I mean, it's the second half of the year now, right? We haven't really got squat for, for releases, which is, again, I mean, it's kind of fine. That's okay. Give the wall a break. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. give the wall a break. <laughs> Lord knows they'll be hitting us up come Christmas time. Right, right. So uh, I'm expecting at least three or four releases uh, here in the second half. Of, Did you see of that somebody year. said online that they think maybe because of the, the success of the McCarty singles box, they'll do a Beatles singles box and throw the new song in a, in a Beatles singles box? <laughs> they won't do that because they already did that, you know, so they, we've right. already got the Beatles singles box. So why would right. they, you know, right. Right. do it again? But but yeah. <laughs> But it is sold out. It is out of print. So, and this is already you're looking at what six, seven years ago. This the singles box that came out. So, yeah, you know, so uh, give uh, it'll give an, uh, a chance for people to uh, buy it again. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think they would do that again. No, hopefully not. But time, time will tell. So, before we dive into this, Tom, what did you? When was? When did you first see the the In the World Tonight documentary? Oh. Like when it came, remember. when it, when it, when it came yeah, out, like I know you... I had the DVD. Yeah. I had the DVD, um, you long time ago. Oh, you, oh, you don't actually have the, the OG so can... one still. No, no, I don't have that. one. I, I think I did. I think that's the one I had. Right. Yes. So, and then, you know, watch that. I do, do remember watching the, um, the, the town hall meeting. And, and I think that was VH1, right? That All was, the, uh, it was, was one on. of VH1's yeah. classic McCartney yeah. weeks, which, Right. Would just right. I would just take VHS tape after VHS tape and just tape VH1 the whole week. <laughs> it was the best. They showed everything: promotional right. films, rock show. It was That's... the. It was awesome. You know, it was no, it was. Um, yeah, they had you know McCartney weekends. You know, just you know, all they did was show like you said promotional videos. Yeah. Kind of, you know, it, it was great. It was great, and they, and they did that for Lennon and Harrison as well. Um, I don't think they did it for, for George. No. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I mean, sorry, no, Ringo. Ringo. Sorry, Ringo. I don't think that. Yeah. I don't, I don't recall Ringo, but... them doing specials for like you know what releases when Lennon and Harrison and started. Well, stuff. it was. It would have been. It was just for the weekend. You know, they would just play okay. massive amounts of of, of 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 promotional videos. Right. Both of them, and then you know, and then concert footage or or whatever stuff like so, that. But they gave McCartney yeah. a week. <laughs> We get McCartney well, a week. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's just got more stuff to uh, to watch, you know. So, uh, no fault of uh, of John and George's really, but but Paul's, you know, prolific. He put out more more material, you know, more videos, more yep. more singles, you know. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But the, but this, you know, this is an enjoyable one. So you know, we're going to uh, safe to say. I mean, is we'll it... pause it. We'll pause we're it. That's going to say we'll pause it. But then we'll we'll try to keep our our comments to the end. 
keep it here. We were talking about making a film on the film. Be good that. You know, just like you were part of it, viewers. You know, you're yeah. here, you're here with us. What do you think we should do? How <laughs> <laughs> to make a fucking movie, man? Thank you very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of Great Britain. Bonsoir Paris. Guten Abend München. Hola España. Ciao Roma. Good in New York. Bonsoir Tokyo. When I was uh, 40, everyone said life begins at 40, so I looked around for a couple of days and nothing appeared to begin. So I thought, oh, well, I'd better start some stuff. So I started like jogging a little bit, you know, because I'd never done that before. But that might be a good idea. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Nothing serious, but a little bit. And then I thought, well, I'd love to paint. You know, I've always loved drawing. And at school, I did get a little art prize, but they were never anything big. But I did love to do it. Always loved to doodle and fiddle around. But I always had this big block in my head that it was those people that painted and not us. It's like they ride horses, we don't. I'll tell you actually the most fun about this for me was playing with the charcoal. I draw the charcoal away from the line, see? And you get that and yeah. try and leave the line. So it still was a... So you've got both. You? Still, yeah. yeah. You still pull it away here. Yeah. Um, so it's all just playing with this little theory I started to get. Yeah. And you see this kind of bird on the top? Oh, yeah. Like a little, that little finger. Screaming yeah, in the sky. Screaming. Always. Yeah. Well, this is a representation of a tree. Yeah. There's another little one there. Um, but then this owl on an orb. It's an orb. Mm. It's, it's, it's a golden orb. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 sort of... Like my angel. Yeah. And then um, this little guy, it's almost like a cross between a bishop and a punk. It's <laughs> <laughs> so almost like his robes are almost... You know, yeah. religious yeah. regal robes somehow, yeah. but then he's and he looks a bit bishopry. But then got this slightly wild hairdo. Some days I look, I look at you with eyes that shine. Some days I don't, I don't believe that you are mine. It gives me a very similar thing to what music does. It's, uh, it's sort of, it's a consolation. And I just love it. I just love to do it. Some days I look, some days I look into your soul. 
She's like John in that kind of way, you know. She's she's like, go on, do it, go on, you know, try it, have a go. She's she's been strength for a long time, you know. We've married what now, twenty coming up for twenty eight years, you know. So uh, yeah, she's my baby. She comes out at night, taking me by surprise. <laughs> Yes, she's okay. Love that. We don't need anybody else to tell us what is real inside each one of us is love. And we know how it feels. It's like wild pigs in these woods. And uh some people accuse us of harboring killer pigs. Just that we don't shoot them anyway. But um, you'll see their tracks. Quite harmless, really, but we've never seen them. You know, we know everything's bigger in America, like England's a little bit smaller, perhaps, but uh, that is our giant redwood. <laughs> give, him, give him time. Give him time. That is a Sequoia giganticum. Come back here, come back here in 200 years, it should be right shooting up by then. <laughs> oh. 25 years later now, I wonder how big it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> The idea of just this sort of, you know, out of left field, flame pie, it's just different. It's uh, and it's got the Beatle connection, and you know, I'm not ashamed to admit this. This album's come off the back of the anthology, as I say. Mm. So any of those connections, I'm quite comfortable with. The title "Flaming Pie" is based on a story. John uh, actually wrote a little article in the in the local paper called Merseybeat, where he said. Um, when I was 12, I had a vision, and a man came onto me on a flaming pie, and he said, you shall be the Beatles with an A. And But when we came in the anthology to answering the question of who thought of the name the Beatles, me and George said, well, it was John and Stu. So we had to fudge the issue a little bit, just for the sake of compromise. <laughs> but So flaming pie became a little bit of a joke for us, you know, that, that anyone could take it seriously. So I made up a song on this new album, and then it's the title song on it, and it's... Uh, it's a little bit of parody on, on the whole idea of a flaming pie. first met Linda and I she she said I didn't know you played like heavy guitar like this because I'd have an amp and an electric guitar at home right about the time when I was doing McCartney I'd be sitting around uh, uh, just doing this kind of funky stuff she said 
I didn't, I didn't have you figured for that. You know, she didn't know me that yeah. well personally. And then I could see the world tonight. So a few people I think like it's a little bit uh, rockier, yeah. a little bit tougher, the backing and stuff, you know, um, which is nice. It's got that little guitar riff. <laughs> Are you still stuffing your kangaroo hoodie pockets? Meet the new, improved, <laughs> bearskin tactical hoodie. It's good fun doing that. I saw you sitting at the center of a circle. Oh, they trimmed them down. Okay, for, for YouTube. Heaven on okay. a Sunday is the most recent of all the songs on the album. Uh, it was just written shortly before we were, we were finishing it all. It was on a holiday. And when I go on holiday, I like to sail. I'm not a big boat, just a little um, American sunfish. Called. And they're just, it's a single person. It's just me, the sail, and the wind. repeat the chords that you've got going for the song and then do a solo over those chords and then I thought it'd be a nice idea to play with my son James because um, he's getting really good on guitar Use it be the one I choose 
Need no more. That sounded good. All right, Jack. Good. Great. Rocking. Ephemer. Ephemer. But it's us doing a little photo session. And then took some stuff. Nobody ever knew where this existed. So this is really cool. That's quite nice. Standing against John's big, I think it was John's big white roller. And that was before he had it done. They say they, they suddenly said they found this roller. So Wait a minute, what's this? We haven't got this logged anywhere. Well, it says Beatles on it or something, you know. So then it said, right, develop it up. Let's see what we've got. I was on holiday. I got a phone call from a friend telling us that uh, a very close friend of our family, who we'd known for a long time, had died. And so it was a real shock to uh, me and Lynn and the kids. And uh, obviously that day we were very saddened by the news. So that afternoon, as my want, I was going to go write a song, so I couldn't think of anything else, really. And I just thought, well, it would be nice to do a song with this mood, convey this mood, but also for the kids, so that I could kind of somehow convey how much I thought of you. So that was it. And I came up with Little Willa. Johnson, why are you naked? Because my T-shirt sucks. Look at Gibson. <laughs> He's wearing a true classic tee. It fits a...
nothing's gonna shake your love. Take your love away. No one's out to break your heart. It only seems that way. Blow you hard and cold tonight. Life as it happens, nobody wants you. We'll all hold on tight. episode of Ubu Jubu on the next single. Ubu Jubu is what I say. A little bit of Ubu Jubu in the night and the daytime never did anyone any harm. Listen, uh, would you like to come around my studio? This is this is an, a Wings Mellotron. And these were the <laughs> oh, original great, great synthesizers. Yeah. I must say... When we first saw them come in, we never thought we'd get them past the Musicians' Union. We thought someone would be ringing up saying, oh, that's taking musicians' jobs. Because it was, you know, like synthesizers have since. But uh, EMI had one, and we used to record there. So, again, you know, it was available to us. So um, probably the most famous thing we ever did on it, uh, one of the first uses we ever put, was uh, flutes on the front of Strawberry Fields. And I played a little sort of thing on the front of John's song there that really gave it like a distinctive character. I think I've still got the flutes up on here. So this is uh, something I did for the anthology folks, you know, when they came around. But this is like, I think this is the original flutes, something like this. <laughs> Let me take you down. And then you go, whoa, you do something like, <laughs> So this is pretty much a repeat from the anthology. Well, I've done yeah. The drumming on the new album, because I say, because having having drummed for this will be loud. Watch out. So having drummed for years since the old Lord Woodbine days, and Lord Woodbine. I'd stand in like in uh, Hamburg for Tony Sheridan didn't have a drummer, and I'd just have to play. Anything I really can't do is shuffles. They're difficult to do. That's just a coordination I can't. But I can do more if it's just a straight and a rock and. Your mind is racing, you know. I want your heart, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Dropping on a plate. This is my very first amp I ever had, actually. Um, when I was 14, I had this lamp called an El Pico. And it's, as you can see, it's very 50s. 
it's uh, the design, you know, it's all, this is all very, it looks like a piece of 50s furniture, you know. But um, here it's got, instead of putting, you know, instead of putting uh, guitars into it, it says mic, one, mic, two, gramophone, anything but guitars, really. And for instance, in, I think it's Penny Lane, we said the fireman rushes in, and we just use that just for him rushing in, you know, or at the other end of the mallet. This is three bars of office lighting, basically, only coloured pink. But there they go, as you can hear me switching them on. And they've appeared in glorious Technicolor. And this was it. This was my nod to psychedelic lighting. Elvis will have been <laughs> standing just about, <coughs> just about there somewhere. Little black back, backing him up. Well, since my baby left me, I find your place to dwell. It's down at the end of Lonely Street. It's a break hotel. It's a lonely baby. You'll be so lonely. You'll be so lonely. So that for me is a very special piece of wood. It's the Elvis Presley bass. You know, round about those days, it's also sort of a little bit sleazy, a little bit cabaret. But you get yeah, this is ridiculous. Great, though. Ooh, yeah. come on, baby. Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> it's fun. All right. Where are you from, then? I'm with the government. All right. I'll have a gin in it. Well, come on, baby. My little darling. Want to drink with me? Come on, honey. Maybe we'll go back to my flat. My flat. I'll go on and twist my arm. Yeah. It's back. Yeah. Do, 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 do. You see, you can have acres of fun on these things. Oh boy, I tell you. If you see what I mean about the sleaziness of it all, I love it. Our friends. <laughs> Welcome to the castle. <laughs> Quite a windy night out here. <laughs> but you know, I always love it here in Hirschwick von Schlechtwein. Who's this Hans character? I've never heard of him. <laughs> Don't worry, my darling. <laughs> We're all together. <laughs> Woo! You can have a, a lot of fun on these things. Oh, I'll tell you. Not just me, a lot of young people too are looking for this equipment now. I mean, I know um, Lenny Craddock. Kravitz. <laughs> I knew I got that wrong. And then he grabbed a... Oh, never mind. He calls me Paul McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish there was some people out there. It's so hard in the woods on your own. Still, never mind. At the moment, I'm working on a new project with Jeff Dunbar, who also did the animation for Rupert. I do most of the voices myself. We can't afford any big-time names. It's called Tropic Island Hum. And the nice thing about it is that we're doing it in the old style of cartoon making, frame by frame instead of on the computer. Which got shelled after a while. Yeah. Now you've made yourself at home, you're welcome to us all. We are simple people, why are we this way? 
Lovely, so you're going to stick that on a tape, yeah. and then I can take that away, and me and Lynn can have a look at it yeah. before you go to full colour, yeah? Absolutely, yeah, yeah because Lovely. we've got to, um, you know, uh, get all on. the drawings. Well, they're upstairs still doing the mask, which is... Should we go and have a look? Upstairs. Yeah, you see, that's a duff one. Now it's corrected there, it's beautiful. Yeah. Ooh, just easing yeah. along there. Yeah, yeah giraffe, the real giraffe along there, yeah. Why aren't we this way? This is what we always say. It's the way that we bong on the bongo. It's the way that we bang on the big bass drum. The way that we sing on the song of bass drop the diamond hum. Yeah, it's a big improvement on this sequence, isn't oh. it? Because we were always, that was one of the big problems we had, headache. We had, what, about ten of them leaping around, didn't None of them had any personality yeah. at all. So it's kind of a process of finding your mistakes, you know, you start mm. and then correcting mm. it, finding it again, correcting it. And you just kind of overlay those on the old drawings, do you? In, in most cases, again? we're doing it again. Yeah. Uh, this, you see, the bags are really look, really look terrible there. So what we're doing is dovetailing them in, putting more shadow on them, just gently easing it in. I think, you know, we were, we did think at one point that that was a little too tough, that line. You imagine someone wanted to kill that lovely creature and eat it. I don't think it is too tough. I think for this island, I think... So. Can you imagine someone wanted to kill that lovely creature and eat it? All right, Frogo. All right, Wirral. I know what you mean. Oh, I don't come and see us, Ashton. Are you coming? No, you don't have to. I'm seeing Ashton. You don't have to. We'll see you. That was lovely. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye bye. It's the way that the back of the boat <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing is, I'm getting. Yep. I've got a shitload of requests here. Into <laughs> like all around the world. I mean, like the Times, and bloody New York Times, the Q, Brazil, France, Italy, Spain, Congo Basin. I mean, you name it, and they want you. Maybe in each country, kind of thing, you know. Um, that that that'd be nice for me. So, you know, you always go that way with everyone wants every single cover of every single magazine. You get yourself in these terrible political things of so and so won't give you the cover unless they see you on the bog. <laughs> oh, whatever you know. <laughs> so, um, I think just let's play it real nice and easy, nice and gentle. Don't sweat it, you know, as we've said all along on this album. No sweat, man. Yeah, the, the other thing, Paul, the last thing was like the, the launch of the, of the documentary. Um, hmm. Looking at that, there's, there's that to be the launch of the album. Rather than doing a separate thing. Um, I don't know where you fancy on that or whatever, but somebody was saying... Um, yeah, it wasn't me. That wasn't me, mate. Yeah, better here. Yeah, I think, you know, think of it being a quite simple affair, really, uh, instead of some hugely complex thing that gives us all bad dreams at night. Let us have a laugh, and let us not sweat, and let us put an album out. End of story. All right, Jeffrey. I'll see you around. Thanks a lot.
He's just a young boy looking for a way to find love. It isn't easy, nothing you can say will help him find love. He's got to do it for himself. Young Boy uh, in America, that's the only track that's, I think, that's recorded out of the studio. So I called up a couple of mates. First of all, called up uh, Steve Miller. And I say, Steve's great to work with, and I knew he was very comfortable to work with, and we admire each other. Always a big help. If you, I, I love his guitar playing, you know. Kids and me and John were wandering around with guitars slung over our shoulders. If you just ever said that like, it'd be a National Trust house, I mean, the idea is still fairly laughable, <laughs> tell you, because it's only it's a little terraced house, you know. In that area, John and I showed my dad the final version of She Loves You. So this is, I had a lot of memories. I wrote like when I'm 64, the tune to that when I was uh, 15 or 16 or something. how it segues to this now though right it's kind of all over the place you know you know it's not really in chronological order or anything like that no like because this was already done like i get the tropic island hum he was working on it at the same time right. this is already right. six years in the past There'll be other moments in the past too well, that show up. Liverpool Orchestra to help them celebrate their uh, 150th anniversary. They asked me to do something, so I did the Liverpool Oratorio for that, which was quite a departure, you know, a big stretch. I enjoyed that so much that after it, I thought, well, I could now just write another, but I thought, no, no, I'll wait for a commission. It's so much better if someone says, hey, would you do so and so for us? Because then you almost don't feel to blame then. So I think, well, he asked me, you know, what can I do? You know? <laughs> I've just written this say no. um, probably hour long thing for the London Symphony Orchestra it's called Standing Stone that's uh, been on this um, and you know it's for a big choir as well so you can, you can see how the choir's going to sound Chappies. <laughs> oh, 
big chappies. Little lassies. Well, that's why they included it, because he was working on Standing Stone it was at the working same time. On it, right. It came out the same year. No, 98. Uh, no, it says here September 97 it came out. Standing Stone? Sta Standing Stone, yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. We did a show on this back in the day. Yeah, we did. Alan Cozen. Yep. This is from James Gregory in New Orleans, Louisiana. What is your favorite song you have written since leaving the Beatles and Wings? Not really a good question. Um, it's always difficult, you know, to have a favorite, because, uh, but maybe I'm amazed. Yeah. Let, me, let me just make a short answer. Yeah, maybe I'm amazed. Maybe, you know. What about since? I like that one. I'm Greg from London. Great trainers, by the way. Hi, Greg. Thank you. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, of the kind of newest generation of artists and musicians, who inspires you creatively in 1997? Uh, most of the newer artists I know through my kids, not through me buying them, just through hearing them play them, you know. So, um, I like Beck. I like some of his stuff, you know. Uh, um, there's a band called Paw. We like, I think they're a snowboarding band that I've heard a little bit of. Um, uh, I like Oasis, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, it's always a loaded question that, you know, but, uh, about Oasis, but I, I do like them, I think they sing good, I think they play well, and, you know, if they're going to be derivative, then it might as well be something I'm connected with, you know, it's a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to another uh, question from a man in the street. Hi, Paul. I wanted to ask you what your favorite song you ever wrote was, um, both oh, solo geez. and for the Beatles. Well, that was a great guy in the street. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Paul, every uh, fan has their own opinion on what's the best Beatles song, and they all say, oh, this one's the best, this one's the best, I like this one the best. Uh, we found an American Paul McCartney fan who oh, really wanted to be on the show and, and, and talk about <laughs> his uh, opinions. Can we, can we roll the tape with that guy, please? I just thought they were so... They were full of energy, but they were also brilliant. I mean, you go back and listen to Sgt. Pepper's uh, album today. They, they were brilliant. I still think uh, Eleanor Rigby is one of the most powerful songs I ever heard. I mean, it was, they were just brilliant. Woo! 
You've got a lot of busy kids, actually. Yeah, um, I got four kids. Uh, James is still in college, and he's looking maybe to do music. He's, you know, he would like to get into music. My daughter, Heather, is a potter. Um, she just had a big exhibition in uh, New York and in London. The youngest cast, cast member of Let It Be. Yeah, that's Heather. right. Yeah, yeah, that was her. Yeah. Those who saw the movie. <laughs> Little baby she was then. Um, and then my daughter, Stella, has just got a big job with Chloe in Paris. She's head of the uh, fashion group there. So she's the head designer. Um, she's doing great, working hard. You know, she's got a lot, a lot to do there. And uh, my other daughter, Mary, is into photography like her mum. And she also is into films and uh, mainly photography, but a little bit of film. In fact, she and her boyfriend, Alistair, uh, put together a video. Did they? So, yeah. <laughs> act surprised, John, act surprised. It's, it's... Really? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, well, you know what? He directed it, she produced it, and I believe it might just be coming up. I saw you sitting at the center of a circle. Everybody, everybody wanted something. Pause this a second. It's weird. They they yeah. cut both World Tonight songs, but other songs are played in full. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, if they cut it down because they want it to be a certain length, you know, the video or whatnot. I Maybe. Know. Maybe. Hey, Paul. I'm Susan from New York City. But they did spend I'm a lot Susan of time with this. I'm Paul from Liverpool. Really? <laughs> If there was one thing that you could change about our world today, what would it be? Um, well, one thing, uh, violence. Uh, get rid of all the violence and everyone go veggie and be into animal rights and we'll just be okay. And Paul, I believe this, t t let, set it straight, is this the Bishop's Gate uh, as mentioned in being for the benefit of Mr. Kite? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's, uh, presumably the poster that was taken off, you know, Pablo Fanky's fur, was somewhere around here. The celebrated Mr. K performed yeah. his feet on Saturday at Bishop's at Gate. Bishop's Gate on Saturday, too. <laughs> what a coincidence. <laughs> is that why you yeah. wanted the venue? Yeah, it's, um, I actually happened to be visiting a choir that was rehearsing here for something else I'm doing. And, uh, and the, the VH1 people looking around for a town hall, I said, well, I know one. And it's in Bishopsgate. So, in fact, I'll tell you what, have you got a minute for a mad idea? You know what, Paul? Are you ready I'm, for a mad idea? I'm glad Live. you brought that up. Live. Hey, John. Okay. So here you go. Here's where we drive the sound men mad. Um, and you've got to sing a bit, okay, audience? I was sitting in my dressing room just before, and I thought, well, I'd be mad if I could come up with some little song about Bishopsgate, all right? <laughs> and now it would be really mad if I can remember it. Yeah. Uh, but what your bit is, uh, sound like All you've got to do is... You've got to do... Come on back, come on back. Okay. 
So remember that's your bit, okay. I'll try and remember the song now. Yeah, okay. Oh now, baby, now the bishop's gate ain't what it used to be. They came over from America and they put it on the TV. Well, now they say that they're coming back and I can hardly wait. Come on back, come on back, back to the Bishop's Gate. Come on back, come on back, back to the Bishop's Gate. Now you want time. Just to pause this a sec here. That so this is all post work. So that Bishopsgate Town Hall meeting was a live thing back in the day. It was live. I remember mm. watching it. At, that was, this is all obviously for the home release where they cut it up a little bit. Right. It's not the full town square meeting. Um, right. And you saw those kind of clips, black and white. That was not part of the original broadcast of the town hall meeting. And it was, okay. it was probably close to about an hour. But I remember watching it. It was like right. a big deal, like live. I think it was about noon. Well, it was actually, I think it was early in the morning here in America when it was on to watch it live because it was definitely a live thing on VH1 at the time. Did you did, right. you, did you watch it live, Tom, or no? No, I probably watched the second uh, second viewing of it. When they, when they re-aired yeah. it, yeah. Re-aired but I remember it, yeah. like... Just been watching that, like coming up on the spot with a song, right? <laughs> it's <was> right. cool. <laughs> cool. Ah. Yep. This happened this that same year as well. This happened in '97 as well, right? The mm-hmm. night knighthood. Yep. Yeah. So that was a pretty busy year for Paul. Big year. Something like a knighthood? No way. The mere idea of it was so unthinkable. We would have just assumed it was a joke. No doubt about it. It would just be an impossible dream. You just wouldn't even think about it. And it's like, it's a giggle, you know. But it is nice, you know, because you get to make your girlfriend a lady kind of thing. And it's, although she was anyway.
soldiers who were born under calico skies. May we never be called to handle all the weapons of war we despise. <laughs> yeah, see, this is old too. This is yeah. 1990. Paul McCartney stood on the stage of the Maracana Stadium in Rio de Janeiro in front of 180,000 people and the audience rose as a single voice to welcome a hero to South America. And, and I get the, the importance of that crowd, but why are we jumping back now? <laughs> right. Plus, the record was broken the following year, the I believe. The stadium attendance in history. Yeah. Official world record. Because, I mean, this could have potentially been on the Get Back, uh, you know, movie, right? Yes. asked me that about 20 years ago, you know, will you ever tour again? And it's been so long. And I was just said, well, you know, probably, maybe, I don't know. Having quite recently just been around the world twice on uh, two big tours and, you know, getting that world record in Brazil for 184,000 people. So it did occur to me that I've got a nice home that I've built for myself to live in and there's a nice telly there. You can get the fire going and war. It isn't half good. And that starts to attract you, you know, when you're stuck in some holiday inn in the middle of somewhere. You start to think, well, you know, what is all this for? You know, surely it's for having a kip and a rest at some point. So that's attractive at the moment. But who knows, you know, I, I like playing. I like playing to uh, people. You think? <laughs>
Not my favorite uh, rendition of this song. No. No. With the electronic drums and all that, and this, yeah. yeah. finishing with Beautiful Night, which is quite big. And then there's Ringo sort of, all right, come on, on your way. And uh, we'll put an orchestra on that tomorrow. So um, that's going to be a big song, I think. It's, I mean, Mr. Lewison. it's going to be a big yeah. song. So I think it could be good at the end of that, when that's died down, rather than leaving the album there, just come out with this little acoustic thing. And that was another of these I was talking about that I remembered. It's actually written millions of years ago. That's this great day, something Linda and I used to do when the kids were very little. So that's got a nice feel for me. It's very, very simple. But I think I'll pull that back onto the album. I think it'd be a nice little finish. Beautiful night, great day. While you wide awake, say it for goodness sake, it's gonna be a great day. Life. <laughs> no, definitely not. That's uh, that's a funny one, yeah. No, sometimes you do sort of think there isn't enough time in the day, you know, to, to fit in all the little things you'd want to do. But I have a pretty good go at it, I must admit. But I like working, you know. A lot of people out of a job, you know, and who'd want a job. So I'm always grateful to be in work, you know. Um, so I like working. I like the teamwork. I like working a problem out with people, with other people. That's, I like the friendship of that. Um, 
and when you come through and when something works, it's a really good feeling. Uh, but I like my time off too, because um, it's a balance. You know, so I like to kind of do things like going in the woods and um, just hanging, making paths in the woods, because then it's just me, and that's my life. That's just me doing something I want to do that I don't have to do, really. Uh, so I try and balance it up, really. Somebody said to me recently, he said, oh, I see you still enjoy your music then. And it hadn't occurred to me that anyone would think I could ever go off it. Ever. Yeah. And I'd had a song called Beautiful Night, which I wrote quite a long time ago, like quite a few years ago. And I'd always liked it, and people who'd heard it had liked it. But I never felt it was the right version of it. I just felt I just hadn't quite pulled it off. Someone's gone out fishing. Someone's iron dry. Where am I? I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> the lyrics had got a bit boaty. They'd all, some boats on the ocean, some boats fishing, and they'd all gone a bit, gone a bit fishing, and it was tackled all over the place, you know. <laughs> so I thought, right, well, that's all right for one line or one verse. So I cleaned it up a little bit. And uh, I was happy with it then, and he came along. I said, okay, let's... Uh, see how we go. So it was really nice, we sat down, I sat on the piano, he just started, so it was really like old days. One boat's gone out fishing, some Okay, that's what? it. So Here's a quid. Go treat yourself what? and come back here tomorrow. <laughs> so we take both these takes. I'll leave that to you guys, guys, okay? Okay. Right, lovely. And I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Okay. Yeah. Right, Jeffrey. Yep, I am. Right. Cut to Abbey Road. Where are we, number one? Yes.
closed session and we can't go. Shit. Oh, it's us. <laughs> you can't come in. Oh, no, this is more like it. This is what I like to see. We're rolling. not, we're not <laughs> rolling. <laughs> now, don't you start. How are you doing? How's it going? Very well. Nice to see you. Had to happen, on it and of course we're only hearing the drums yeah, and yeah, stuff sure, yeah, yeah. quietish at the moment I, the I times it's in a proper good. mix yeah. it's yeah. not it's not enough to fuss about <laughs> just that little line at the end it needs to, i feel it needs to come out a tiny bit it's gonna, it might get a little bit lost going to do that then I think on the, when the horns do the I think he's going bam. I think if we could get that together it might work I think it's an interesting idea to try and get that sort of whoop, 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 but they'll have to work a little bit on it. You know. we're, we're, we're recording? Oh, everyone's healthy today. And here we have Lucy Martin in a lovely creation by Versace. Donatella, of course. Thank you. And then when it doubles, dum 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 dum, it's a little bit. It's not quite as tight. Dum yeah. dum 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 dum. dum, dum. Now then, <laughs> sounds like a record to me. Someone's gone out fishing. Someone's high and dry. Someone's on a mission. To the lonely Lorelei Some folks got a vision Of a castle in the sky And I'm left stranded 
<laughs> That's great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. John Hamill. I thought I told you lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. John Jacobs. I thought that was John Jacobs there in the studio mm -hmm. there. Uh, yeah. So Mary and Alistair uh, produced this video. Yeah. enjoy this one i mean it, it's it's always nice when you when you like most of the album you know and uh just makes it a little bit more enjoyable especially the when they do the full you know clips of the songs right you're getting full performances of a lot of the songs I, for yeah. my money this is the best making of the album documentary that he's done okay. of all the albums okay. out there this this is the this one is the benchmark for you know, I've, I've, you've got put it there, right. and you've got moving on off the ground. This in right. the world tonight. I, I think it, it. I love how it. A the whole documentary is built up around beautiful night. At the end of it, the, the, the mm -hmm. production of it, the songwriting of it, the orchestration, George Martin. You know, it, I love how it's centered around that. Um, and it's really it's the closing chapter. You know, in the Paul and Linda story, and that's why this holds very significance right. uh in, right. in paul's world you know right yeah i mean all all the scenes with with paul and linda especially in the studio singing together i mean they're all very moving yeah you know and um a few things you know i mean i it would have kind of been cool to kind of have this in chronological order because you kind of it's like you know you see what he's been doing since since this record because obviously there's 93 and then you know he took the break for for beatles anthology and then this coming on the, off the heels of that you know it's cool to see him working on you know the standing stone and tropic island hum right um you know and then we, we talked about this before too when we were doing the flaming pie episode or, or reviewing the flaming pie box set very little jeff lynn in this i mean he produced most of the record yeah and he's on like, the end and no, you, they, no sound they, bites from him at no. all. No, you see him strumming guitars with him on "Beautiful right, Night," that's it. but that's it. There that's was no, it. yeah. And Jeff Lynne had a big hand in the record. I mean, he he gets his yeah. due, and not in the documentary, but he he gets his 
he gets his fair share in the sleeve notes and the photos yeah. and stuff, but not oh, in this absolutely. documentary. Not in this documentary. Yeah. Good, good, good observation right. because he, you know, he produced end up, you know, over half the record. Exactly. And, you know, um, you would think other, the directors would right. have reached out to him to to include, but maybe you know he right. he might not have been available at the time. Maybe uh, another interesting tidbit was he there was no mention of Maureen uh, when he was talking about Little Willow. So no. um, I don't know if that was still fresh and just wanted to, to mention uh, her name uh, for that. Yeah. Um, cool. You know, cool to see Mark Lewis in because he did do the liner notes for this album. He did. You know, so that, you know, so that was uh, uh, that was pretty cool to see him in there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's some of the footage, I, you know, like the the coming up footage from the Brazil. I mean, I don't know if that was really necessary. I don't think I think they were trying to use that segment to like talk about would you would you like touring? And I don't maybe you didn't you didn't have to show that because, you know, right. They were trying to ask him about touring. And he was like, well, right now I'm not really into touring. I just and obviously right. we, know, we now we know why, because he was just taking time to be with Linda. Right. And to do a homespun right. album. Right. So I think. Right. There was a method to their madness by going back in the past and showing these clips to see what he's right. at now, but it could have been done a little bit better. Like, you know, again, like I said, well, he's working on Standing Stone, but then we're going to go back and show Liverpool oratorio footage from 91. I understand that, but right. and he was yeah. a very, you know, Standing Stone, Tropic Island Hunt, making a new album. He was he was really involved, getting knighted, um, you know. The second Fireman album was he was being worked on in 97 as well. So, right. um, you know, Obviously, '97 was was a pretty pretty busy year, but then also very personal too with with sure. uh, with Linda, you know. So, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to expand it, you know, you could have easily. This probably could have been a 45 minute, you know, documentary just just if you wanted just to focus on the, the songs album. for just, Time. Right, you would have cut out right. all of that other stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, but it is cool to see. You know some of the behind the scenes stuff. You know whether you know you know whether you don't like liver. You know the classical stuff or not. I mean it's still kind of cool to see. You know the workings of it. The fact that he did Standing Stone on the computer. Yeah. It was it was pretty, <laughs> pretty phenomenal Funny. as well. So yeah. I but, just uh, I, I love the deep dive because you really get the you get a really good look right. personal look at his home studio, and that's yeah. that's that's at the you know that's at the, that's at Hog Hill and you get to see really his home studio setup and really close personal intimate setup there with all his people and all his stuff. That's, that's pretty yes. cool access to give. Yeah. The, the, you know, and then the, the footage in the woods, like he did for anthology, I yeah. mean, that, that intimate, intimate, you know, setting, I, I really just dig that stuff. It's, that's super cool. Oh, it sh it shows you how human he is, you know, and that he doesn't, yeah. you know, he's just a regular guy at the end of the day, yeah. which yeah. is why we love it. Yeah. And him. That's true. That's true. So uh, cool. This was a this was another fun one. We'll 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 pick out something. Maybe we could try to find something from the seventies uh, this time, since we did an eighties and a nineties. Sure. Uh, so next time we do something like this, we can try to find something from the seventies. And uh, Andy, this was another another fun time hanging out with you. Uh, anything uh, new in in your world uh, coming up? I just uh, posted an episode on my own channel, Andy's Music Vault, The Other Leg. I did a, a, a deep dive into uh, the Who's Quadrophenia album from 1973, which was 50 years old this year. I did it with my uncle, who kind of inspired me into that music, and that was a lot of fun talking to him about that. That went up a couple days ago. That's on my own channel. And 
getting excited for the super deluxe edition of Who's Next slash Lifehouse. Who's all, Next? All wow. ten, all ten <laughs> discs coming on September fifteenth. Dilly dilly. That is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. And uh, the fest, the fest is closely, uh, yeah. closely uh, upon us, and, and and you'll be attending this year. And um, you know, nothing's set in stone yet, so we can't. We don't want to say. Um, uh, you know the schedule or or, or or anything like that yet but as soon as we get that information we'll uh we'll pop up here and and let you know what uh, andy will be doing while he's at the fest yeah because this will be our last new show for a while um right. until we actually are at the fe- well, until i am at the fest so um we'll be you know this is dropping on the 29th of july and as you know the first saturday of every month is just a, an audio we don't do a new show so um this will right. be the last new one for a little bit until we're out at the fest but i'll well tom and i will you know, get together and you know we'll go live. You know, to recap, maybe each day at the fest, talk about stuff like we did last year in Chicago too. Right. So stay yeah. tuned. That'll be a lot of fun. So don't forget to you can reach out to us on uh, on our email at two legs podcast at gmail You can follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at two legs podcast. Um, yeah, we we've got so many things you know planned up. Um, We'll be doing a uh, stuck inside these four walls here. Um, what the day after this is posted? That's <laughs> I right. Imagine, I think on the thirtieth. So yep. uh, be on the lookout for that. And um, uh, yeah, this is just has just been a crazy year so far. It's 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 already half over, and I uh, can't wait to see what the uh, the second half of the year brings. We'll be doing bring. some of those uh, anniversary listens too. We'll listen to. Yep. We'll, go, we'll we'll announce that where we where we pick an album and we'll do it live over YouTube, but we'll we'll announce that as well. So yep the uh, the anniversary of the show uh, will be yeah. happening at some point in, in August as as well. Um, the I think uh, the the very first um, uh, very first show was was uh, posted on August 11th, way back in 2016. 2016? Yeah, 2016. So uh, what a, what a, what a ride it's been so far. And thank you for everybody that's that's that that hopped on uh, at the beginning and that's been hopping on ever ever since. And and obviously a big thank you to to, to David uh, who I started the show with, and then with obviously with Andy who I'm continuing the show with. Yeah. And uh, it, it's just, just we've been uh, nonstop. Nonstop. You know? Thanks for thanks for finding yeah. me all those years yeah. ago. Yeah. All those years ago. So that's going to do it for uh, episode 216 of uh, Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you guys know of another uh, show like this documentary, if you think we should cover it, uh, email us, like I said, at twolegspodcast at gmail.com, and we will consider it. All right. So it's been good hanging out with you all. Take care. And as always, have a great day and a beautiful night. Beautiful (laughs) night. (laughs) Bye. See You've been listening to Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, hosted by Tom Hanyadi and Andy Nichols, with musical contributions by Dylan C.